Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Do you have a moment that when you think about it, it brings back all the hurt, all the pain, all the suffering, as if it just happened, even if it was years and years in the past. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Today's May 1st, and if you read today, it is deep and it is heavy. I encourage you to go grab uh, a copy of Knowing God if you don't have it already. It's in the bookstore at Mariner's. You can also get it online. Today is a heavy day. It talks about the forsaken moment. This is the the Matthew 27, verse 46, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me moment? The moment where it's all fallen apart. Now, I want to put a couple things out there real quick, just so we're all on the same page. Could Jesus have called down angels from heaven to rescue him? The answer is yes to that. Could Jesus have, through a miracle, I mean, he he did tremendous miracles, would it have been a miracle in and of itself for him to just shut his body off to, to all the pain? Yet He's a human being, just like us, fully man, fully God, John 1, 1. Could he shut his body off to all the pain? Yes, he could have. That would have been a miracle in and of itself. Did he do that? No, he did not do that. Could he have shut himself off emotionally? Yes, he has the power to do that. Did he choose to do that? No, he did not choose to do that. Did what God experienced, what Jesus experienced on the cross, far more than any of us will ever experience? What Jesus experienced on the cross, it was the embodiment of everything all at once. In a sh- within a short period of time, everything all at once, that the Father's presence and his love being removed, all the loneliness, all the pain, the killing sense of human malice and callousness, the horror of great spiritual darkness that, that I'm quoting right from uh, the devotional right now. Th- those are dark, personal, empty, lonely places to be. Now, we've been in places like that, haven't we? If we're honest, we've been in places like that. Maybe we, we get laid off. And we have to drive home, figuring out what we're about to say to our spouse, figuring out what we're going to say to our kids, because they're old enough to understand that you're not going to be going to work tomorrow. I've been there. I I know how painful that is. Maybe we have been um, kicked out of something. Maybe we've been kicked out of a school before. Maybe we've been kicked out of a team before because of our behavior. Maybe we have been kicked out of a leadership role. Because there's been a character thing, an integrity thing, and it's been brought to light. And it it feels humiliating because it is humiliating. And people know, and you feel like they're whispering behind you. And you feel like you don't have any allies. Like you're wearing this scarlet letter. I've been there before. I know what that feels like. Maybe you've been rejected by someone that you thought would love you unconditionally. I had a difficult relationship with my my father from the age of um, eight to probably about uh, 18, very, very difficult, those 10 years. You know, my parents got divorced when I was young and it would be riddled with, hey son, I'm gonna be there. Hey son, you know, I'm looking forward to hanging out. I'm gonna be at the house to pick you up and and he never shows up because something came up. 
And so it was a decade of that. So when I was 18, I kind of just, you know, I turned off those emotions. And one time, one time I was back from college, I went to a Bible college. I was back from college and I was there over Father's Day. I believe if I remember correctly, I was 22 years old at this time. And my mother, uh, who's since passed away, she encouraged me strongly in the strongest way a mom can encourage a son that you, you should do something for your father for Father's Day. You know, get him a gift, you know, have him over, like you should, you should try. And so I did just that. I went to the store, I got a little tool set gift, I got a card, I wrote something, you know, the nicest thing I could write in there. I had it, I was, you know, ready. Um, you know, he was coming over and I was gonna give it to him and we were gonna spend time together. So he, he shows up, knocks the door, comes in, sits down, I give him the gift, he takes the card, folds it up, puts it in his pocket, opens the, the gift. Oh, I love tools, thanks. Hey, do you have any, anything to drink, Coke or Pepsi? I had some Coke, so I went in and got him a Coke, so it was about two minutes into his visit. And uh, he said, hey, throw on, throw on the ESPN, let's see what's happening. Let's see what's, you know, how, the, how the game went. Boom, throw it on, we're watching. Now we're about four or five minutes into his visit. About six minutes into his visit, he said, "Hey, you know, hey, son, I, you know, this this is great. I got I got to head back to work, and so I, I got to go. I love you. Thanks, thanks for the gift. Again, didn't open the card. It was still folded up in his pocket. And he walked out the door, and I walked to my bedroom. I started to cry, and I walked back into my living room where my mom just was speechless. She had no, she had no idea what to say. I looked at her and I said, "Mom, never make me do that again. Never make me do that again." And even telling the story now. It brings tears to my eyes. Look, I feel like I'm back in that room. I feel like I, I feel like I'm sitting there watching my father walk out the door. I feel so unimportant, unseen, unloved. Like I feel all of that. Now, here's the thing about Jesus. He can relate to me in my pain. The greatest gift of him, the man of Jesus, the, the son of God, the best gift gift he gave us was being willing to endure in fullness being forsaken because we can relate to him and we know that when we share our grief share our loneliness our pain our struggle we know he can relate to us who wants to follow a god that they cannot relate to not relate to in the way that, hey, we're all humans, right? And we're all going to go and make mistakes. And no, because he was sinless. He didn't make mistakes. That's why he was, the, he was the perfect sacrifice. To be wrapped around with arms of love and acceptance and then to be rejected by those same arms. Jesus being forsaken was the greatest gift he gave us because he gave us the ability to understand him more deeply and to know when we pray to him and when we say, God, look at what, I don't know what to do. I'm in the car, I'm driving, I'm on my way home and like it, everything's falling apart. The, the, Heavenly Father, my, my husband, my wife, they just came in and they just dropped this bombshell on me and like I just didn't expect it. I don't know what to do. You know, Heavenly Father, I just got a, a phone call from my kid and it, it just wasn't what I expected to hear and I, I feel like a failure. I feel like I've completely messed up. I feel so alone. And we know that Jesus is listening and that Jesus can say with certainty, my son, my daughter, I know what you're going through and you're not alone. You may feel alone. It may look like 
the appearance of loneliness. And you may physically have no people around you, but I am with you. That is the Jesus we follow. When we say we put our faith in Jesus, we're putting our faith in that guy, the guy who's gone through it. We follow the guy who hung on the cross, who was rejected, who was forsaken. And when he says, I know what you're going through, we actually can believe him. We actually can believe him. I want to read this passage to you. You know, I don't know what Jesus was thinking about on the cross. I don't know what you're thinking about right now. I don't know where this is hitting you right now. I don't know if this is personal to you. I don't know if this is hard for you. I don't know what Jesus was thinking about on the cross, but here's what I want you to think about. This is what I want to fill your ears with as you're going through your day. So whatever you're doing, if you're, if you're running, if you're driving in the car, if you're sitting at the office, just take a deep breath because I want to read over you Psalm 23, the good shepherd, a Psalm of David. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us for the Gospel Everyday Podcast today. I hope this encourages you. I hope this helps you. I hope you are able to face your week, face the struggles you might be going through or the struggles you will inevitably go through with it, with a strength that comes only from Jesus. Blessings. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.